Lights start a blinking, those handcuffs click. You know who to call, and you better call quick. Saul, Saul, you better call Saul. You'll fight for your rights when your back's to the wall. Stick it to the man, justice for all. You better call Saul. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Breaking Good, the premiere episode, season three, season three, episode one. Uh, I'm the host, Mike Marbeck, uh, and if you could introduce yourself going around to the right. My name is Michael Henley. I'm Samantha Russell. And I'm Brian Craig, and I sound like this this week. <laughs> and we are back, for real. Uh, last week, or the last time we were here, we were kind of discussing all the events leading up to this, but now we have events, new events, mm-hmm. to discuss. Uh, before we get to some of those things, uh, I did want to mention, because we weren't sure if we mentioned this review last season, when it came, whereabouts it Whenabouts, I guess, it came in. Uh, but that was from Mrs. Burgersworth, uh, who called us the best Better Call Saul podcast out there. Ooh. Outstanding. Ooh. Thank you, Yay. Mrs. Burgersworth. Uh, and there was news on the... I'll the, take that as a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was news on the chips front. Oh, yes, we got um, word from a longtime listener, Pat O'Keefe. That his favorite flavor of chip is sea salt and vinegar. So, yes. yeah. But he, he also mentioned that uh, in the Newport News area of Virginia where he lives, uh, he doesn't frequent the um, the regional stores. He just goes to the uh, whatever the equivalent of Wawa down there is. So he just gets a you know, store break. What would that be, like a Sheets? I don't think it's a Sheets. I think it's a little... Speedway. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know next time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, keep talking about it. Um, also, those details might be a little fuzzy. I might be misremembering what he said. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, so, thank you, Mrs. Burger, Burgersworth, again. Thank you, Pat. Uh, engage. We like engagement on this uh, on this podcast. You can uh, tweet at us at SRM Podcast. Uh, or you can email us, srmpodcast at gmail.com, and we will uh, talk about any kind of theories that you have, anything that you might want us to discuss that's either chip-related or <laughs> Better Call Saul related. And if you uh, want us to uh, relay that information accurately, <laughs> yeah. uh, we record on Tuesday night, <laughs> so like hit us up like Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember anything. Yeah, because then we'll just uh, twist it. Uh, cool whisper down the lane yeah Yeah. that's kind of if you uh, review us uh, there's something in it for you we have yet to decide what exactly that's going to be (laughs) it may be some pins it might be a be a Better Call Saul shirt I saw one uh, Need a Will Call McGill Mm -hmm. uh, which I I like a lot Uh, so maybe one of those Um, but we will uh, let's let's save that for next week next week we'll say exactly what that's going to be when we also reveal Mr. Kettleman's name uh, <laughs> going way back. Uh, cool. Mr. So, Kettleman was also on. I mean, this is a complete aside. Uh, on the show Brain Dead on. Um, I don't know that show. Oh, was he? Amazon, I think. And like all, he came on. And I'm like, why do I know that guy? Why do I? And I was, Mr. Kettleman. Uh, <laughs> I was watching it at work with uh, people who aren't as aware of uh, uh, Better Call Saul. So my yelling out of. Mr. Cattleman was uh, just just weird. Yeah. Uh, so premiere episode, first episode mm. of season three. Uh, I know that you two did some some things to kind of uh, 
Ring it in. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, what did you do? Ring a ding, ring it in. Um, <laughs> we had uh, Mos- uh, Moscow mules. Moscow mules. And uh, uh, a little tequila, but not a lot, mm-hmm. because we had a Moscow mule beforehand. And then um, we also had some pimento cheese uh, on some crackers. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. The yeah. O'Keefe family recipe. The O'Keefe, yeah, the Pat O'Keefe uh, recipe. And we also... Um, are eating a banana cream pie because it was in the on a display right in the doorway at Shoprite yesterday, and I thought it was a it was a sign on the day of the premiere. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> and Michael is digging in. Um, did you do anything? Did you uh, kind of cosplay? Oh. <laughs> did you watch it all the time? No, banana cream pie is really good. <laughs> This is riveting podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> um, I binged actually seasons one and two uh, over the course of uh, this past weekend, actually. Which mm. honestly, I you know I'm actually not really even good at binging anymore, but I guess it helps. If it was something I saw recently, um, or something I've seen before, and um, that was basically it. I did. Uh, I really wished when I saw uh, Sam's uh, picture on Facebook that I really wished I had a Moscow Mule. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but instead, I just made do. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I did nothing uh, last night. I could hardly Ooh. I could hardly sleep. Um, I, it was it was such a bad sleep. Uh, how how bad of a sleep was it? Uh, <laughs> it was such a bad sleep that uh, I watched the entirety of Green Mile. Mm, oh, wow. uh, last night, long uh, from beginning to end. Uh, then you? I fell asleep for a little while, and then I woke up and I watched uh, season three, episode one. Did you watch Green Mile with intentions of falling asleep during it? I did. I okay. absolutely did. Yeah, I was just wondering why you'd put on a movie trying to watch it that was very long. To, well, okay. With, but if uh, you wanted to fall asleep to it, the then go, I guess. You'll go to sleep. Yeah. 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 Green Mile, Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Two of my, I mean, Shawshank's one of my all-time favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I will put it on uh-huh. to trick myself because I know I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it's also like this this brain thing that happens where it's like, you can sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've seen this. You yeah. know you like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just go to sleep. Yeah, um, but it didn't happen. I watched mm-hmm. uh, all of John Coffey's uh, healings and uh, trials and tribulations. Mm. Coffee. Like the mm. drink, but spelled differently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anywho, uh, so let's just get right in there. Uh, we talked about it uh, in the lead-in podcast, the uh, pre, pre-gaming, pre uh, that we would probably see Gene again. And we did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seems like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe I am, but he talks. he's talked a bit more each each time. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. in uh, season two, I think he talked like once when he was telling, the, when they were Yeah, you guys up. get out of here mm-hmm. or, Basically. you know, what is, something like that. Yeah. And I don't even think he talked the first one, the right? first one he yeah. doesn't talk at all. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Definitely right. He has like two or three lines in this one. Major yeah. lines. Important yeah, lines. they're, they're important stuff. ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, anybody want to go into that? Oh, we also said, God damn it, last season. Because we got to hear Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> the door closed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I it. Uh, anybody want to quick summarize? Summarize that scene there? Um, okay, so we see uh, Gene in the Cinnabon. Uh, the, I, I also noticed that the, the kind of montage felt more fast-paced than yeah. previous years. That yeah. This one was very sped up, and you see all the Cinnabons being made and everything going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes to take his lunch, which is carried in a Tennessee Royals lunchbox. Yeah. Oh. Kansas City Royals. Can- Kansas City? Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I thought you said Tennessee. Why would I ever say write down Tennessee Royals? <laughs> I don't know. That's not it was a, a thing. Sorry. The reason I was already I, the, the middle reason of I told notes. you to write down Kansas City Royals lunch bag is because uh, Kim Wexler's uh, favorite baseball team is the Kansas City Royals. Oh, 
okay. Really? Yes. See, I don't know any of the baseball teams. Oh, or and he's in Omaha, right? <laughs> he's in Omaha, Nebraska, mm-hmm. yeah. which is same state. Well, it's not the same state. Uh, <laughs> it's in no, Nebraska and not Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's in Tennessee. A lot of embarrassing uh, comments right now. <laughs> Uh, Welcome we, to the we'll Better Call Saul podcast. Uh, we're going to bring our map down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where are the Royals Kansas City from? City is in Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri. And our Kansas is different than it's Kansas. Kansas. It's, true, it's true. It's like Kansas, but not spelled the same. <laughs> I <have to> drink. <laughs> um, Cool. So, what else is going on? There? Oh, so uh, he is enjoying his uh, sandwich, and I believe pretzel thins. We were, we were debating. There on might what... be pretzel thins. Yeah, there might be pretzel mm-hmm. thins. I'm reading a book, mm-hmm. and uh, on a bench in the mall, and he sees a kid run by who has CDs that he has clearly stolen from the, the FYE, yeah, FYE or the wall, wherever I <laughs> wherever he is. Yeah, his plastic um, cases are unmistakable. From, yeah. from, from wall to wall, sound and video. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, the kid looks at him, picks up the CDs, and runs into, like, a photo booth. And uh, some cops run by and uh, go up to Gene uh, and ask him, have you seen a kid in a brown corduroy coat? And um, he kind of hesitates for a moment and then very meekly points towards the photo booth. Yeah. Which is very un Jimmy and un Saul to give him up, but he kept staring at the badge, and I think he was very nervous to get yeah. arrested. So they pull the kid out. The kid knows it was him, and uh, as they're pulling him away, in handcuffs, in handcuffs, uh, Jimmy or Saul st- kind of comes out where he's get a lawyer, and the kid tells don't him, say anything. anything. Don't yeah. say anything. Get a lawyer, and uh, the kid kind of tells him off and. He goes back to work and starts uh, icing some Cinnabons, or about to ice Cinnabons, and passes out. And he seemed very uh, worked up from the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I love that scene. Mm-hmm. The, the montages of this show. I can watch the montages of this show oh, tell me about more it. than <clears throat> most mm-hmm. shows on television. Just yeah. give me a yeah. DVD extra of just all the montages of these <laughs> things. Uh, it's so good. And the other thing is, I'm... Prepared for a threequel, uh, a a story that is like now post, uh, oh, it's no. like a series that is just Gene, yeah, that is working his way mm-hmm. back to becoming so like yeah. It's so yeah. ridiculous how good this show is. I still say my pet theory is that this series ends either with an entire season that's actually pure Gene, or at least the last couple episodes mm-hmm. are that, yeah. Gene. And did they commit like to that. like five seasons? I think is so. That what they said five. Okay. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So we we're still have in time. three. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna be wrapping this up, I guess, after Game of Thrones has. has oh my ended. gosh, you're right. Yeah, but probably before us. Winds of Winter comes out. Zing! <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Martin. Uh, right faster. Cool. Any other uh, thoughts on on Gene and Omaha? Um, you know the performance. I, th- I mean, you know, the, this, it's really well done. That whole scene, basically, it's very, very well directed. Especially like the, the you know, the, the camera choices, you know, the, uh, yeah. uh, but all that stuff. But I really, really liked the performance as well because Odin Kirk like gives this. There's this look on his face that they keep coming back to as the kid gets arrested, and it's like this, like this wave of like unimaginable horror. It's like he's really watching the crime happen as opposed to actually watching someone get apprehended before it. And it's, it's, it's really, really, cause it's not like overwrought. It's not too much. It's just the right type of, you know, 
you know, Gene, Saul, Jimmy is just sick to his soul about seeing this happen. It's a really, really, really interesting thing yeah. uh, to see. Um, just as a trivia note, something I discovered. The book that he is reading is uh, a book called The The Moon is a Balloon. And is the 1971 uh, memoir of uh, British actor David Niven. Okay. Which speaks to Saul's, you know, love yeah. of old Hollywood, I guess. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Mm. That was the one detail I didn't catch. Yeah, because we were like, what was the go, book? Oh, we didn't see it. And then we forgot to go back to check. I rewinded it ten times. Just oh, like, what does that say? It, it went so so what? And I was so concerned so about the, the pretzel thins. Like, where I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, are those pretzel thins? Yeah. Are they a flavor? Is there a flavor? Uh, <laughs> yeah, everything pretzel thing. It's a great scene, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I would, I would, I would love that a, a final season that is just all, <clears throat> yeah. all Gene aftermath. Yeah, Gene, Gene, the cinema. What do you think uh, caused the, the the fainting? Just getting back into that mode, uh, just the the fear of possibly getting. I think it was spending that much time around, you know, cops like of of any shape or size. There's the fear basically. of getting, yeah, the fear mm-hmm. of getting caught, and then and then also the emotion mm-hmm. of just being upset in the way that Jimmy is upset, or you know, like gets mm-hmm. worked up about sure. trying to defend people. I, I don't know. Yeah. And he exposed himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was this huge risk that I, I think he felt like he needed to take in order to kind of win back a little bit of his identity because mm-hmm. obviously we've seen he's. He's crushed right now. Yeah. And so it's this very, very bold gamble that he plays. And, like, he gets away with it. But, you know, got to take its toll on him, I think. Yeah. You know? uh, Walking Dead. Do you, do you watch that? Not anymore. I stopped watching. Yeah. It's a good move. Uh, <laughs> but they do these... It felt, uh, it felt good when we did it. Yeah. <laughs> like a band-aid, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they do these um, mini-episode things, each within each episode, of a different kind of story. Uh, like a side story to Walking Dead with uh, people that aren't necessarily involved, or it's somehow related to Fear the Walking Dead, which they keep trying to make a thing. Mm-hmm. It stinks. Um, <laughs> but the, this is. Are they still on a boat on Fear the Walking <laughs> Dead? I don't know. I watch every episode and I don't know. Um, uh, but that's what it feels like they're doing with Gene and Omaha. Mm-hmm. But they're doing such a good job with it that they do one yeah. per season mm-hmm. and you remember everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you're not doing a podcast, talking about it every uh, every week now. Um, but it's just, it's so good. So well done. Anywho, um, moving on. Uh, so we we pick up right where we right left off. Right where we left off. With yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. Um, so we're right where we left off. Uh, back in that conversation, back in the space, space blanket, mm-hmm. um, fortress. Uh, with your word against mine, um, and then immediately Chuck begins taking down down the, down the foil after he says something along the lines of, "You do realize that you've just confessed to yeah felony uh, felony felony yeah." Um, and Jimmy takes a call with uh, Howard, um, and just kind of explains that Chuck Chuck's Chuck is going to be he's going to yeah. be coming back. And that right? shot was awesome because it's just. Just like the mailbox, and yeah. he's leaning on it, and you see yeah. the blue and red tie, <laughs> yeah. and they're like, that's it. Like, it's yeah. just kind of caught, and then he just throws the phone back in, and oh, this shot was great. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> um, and then they have this conversation all about, uh, before they even get to the book, of just like how to take 
the tape off, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which could speak to, you know, a couple different things. Like, Jimmy is just all about, like, just kind of ripping it right off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe there's some damage, but hey, it's done. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's and, his way, and that's yeah. the way he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. And Chuck goes, Very no, meticulous. no, no, this is the right way to yeah. do it. Yeah. Roll it Roll it with your thumbs. Yeah, this is the right way to do it. <laughs> yeah, Brian laughed last night. Went, if you, you are Chuck, it's just like, no, I'm not. Yeah, you are. Look right here. Look, <laughs> watch this. Watch me pull this thing down wrong. <laughs> uh, I identify with Chuck a lot. I think I said that last season. Too. <laughs> I get it, man. It must really bother you if you see people winding up a microphone cord wrong. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Doing the Stop old. It. Uh, Oh, this thing, yeah, the arm around the elbow? No, you can't do it around the elbow. Wait, wait. There's a right way to do it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll have to teach you how to do that. (laughs) Uh, Then they have this big discussion about... You got some XLR. My life is a lie, guys. uh, Gosh, all the times I was trying to be helpful. I'm sorry. Uh, Big discussion about the adventures of Mabel. Mm. Um, Someone feel comfortable uh, summarizing that? The conversation or the adventures of Mabel? <laughs> the, yeah. the whole book. Uh, <laughs> a, a side podcast on just the adventures of Mabel. Because this is a real book. Um, <laughs> it was already suggested to me by someone at work that I need to get a copy of it for our, our finale party. <laughs> we will we'll sign it. That should add, this to, add this to your list of things you, you can do a bonus buy. episode. Where yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the reviewer. Uh, we're going to pick the reviewer and we're going to give them a copy. For some reason, we'll sign it. Oh, uh, <laughs> Adventures of Mabel. Uh, I'm sorry, Michael. Go ahead. Well, I thought it was really interesting too that um, Jimmy, when he's talking about the book, he says that uh, says that their mom read it to him, and Chuck corrects him. He says, "No, I read that to you." Yeah, and I just thought that was really interesting because I mean, so much of the past two seasons of this season are about these lines being drawn between Chuck and Jimmy, and now I definitely I think the gloves are off. Yeah, you know, even though Jimmy might not be fully cognizant of it yet, but I just I found that so interesting because I mean, Jimmy is full aware of how much disdain Chuck has for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, but. I found that so interesting that the show is willing to put it out there that the truth is a little bit no, more nuanced than Jimmy is willing to admit, you yeah. know. Um, and I just thought that, you know, and, and and I think that speaks still a lot to the way that, you know, when someone's against us, the way we just try to try to get rid of any kind of nuance that there used to be in any kind of relationship that we used to have. You know, not saying that all of a sudden Chuck's in the right. You know, I definitely am not saying that. But, you know, Chuck, Chuck has never been... Chuck hasn't been an awful guy his entire life. Whether yeah. he is one now, it's up for debate. <clears throat> Anything, Sam? Um, well, they they have yeah, kind of this touch, sort of a touching conversation where they're you know like two siblings how they have oh remember this and remember and the, you know they're laughing and they were talking about a a kind of knockoff Daffy Duck light yeah. who had a red <laughs> bill that uh that Jimmy used to always love and then they thought it was going to burn the house down and they're they're all just kind of joking about it and then kind of in the middle of this Chuck says don't think I'll forget what happened yeah, he said yeah. he he saw that they Jimmy's trying to just smooth out everything and realize that this you know like he wanted to let him know that this is yeah. not right yeah Jimmy's pointing all these like oh you you know you have such a good memory yeah. Uh, yeah. you remember the 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 the, the bill yeah. everything and then yeah he's just like you're going to 
I, I see what's happening here. Yeah. yeah well, You're going to pay. It's a really cool pivot, too, because, like, Chuck, you know, is really enjoying himself. At least he, I think he yeah. is. And then just this shadow falls across him. And he's just like, no, this has to stop, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. He's Like, he's doing it again. I'm falling for, yeah. I'm falling yeah. for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not this time. Uh, cool. Uh, anything else on that uh, that chunk? Do we need a, a mention that the 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 light was red that Jimmy was insistent on, um, you know, using as a child and mm. even yeah, you know, the red coloring then. Mm. I thought it was going to burn the house down. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, red, red being uh, yeah negative and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can read ah. into that. Sure, sure. sure. Uh, so we we'll move on now to. Uh, uh, Kim is. Uh, I guess what happened here is Jimmy was called away to right. deal with Chuck. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, left a lot of appointments on the on the docket. on mm-hmm. the dockets, mm-hmm. uh, and Kim stepped up to help him yeah. help him out. Uh, so she, she's doing some wills, and we see basically we see how not Jimmy yeah, yeah, yeah. she <laughs> is with yeah. with these uh, with these uh, old folks. Um, because you have this woman, who was she? It was like the garden, uh, the garden. Yeah. I need the she garden. To sit, the, make sure that you mention the garden, the will. Yeah. And the was like, I, it's part of the house, yeah. it's part of the land. Um, and well, I don't want the, the, the bank or whatever to, to, yeah. to play any games. One of those yeah. judges. Yeah. <laughs> any games. Uh, oh, and, oh, and the pond. Yeah. Mention the pond. Mention the lily pond. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, yeah, the lily pads, the lily ponds. Um, it's part of the garden. Um, and, <laughs> Uh, Jimmy shows shows up. Um, kind of has his his facts a little wrong there. Yeah, as far you could as see he's kind were. of flustered. Yeah, because yeah, he doesn't remember that woman's name, and and usually he does. He's mm-hmm. usually on top of all that. And Kim is being pretty pretty short with him. Yes, um, throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean we know she we know that she knows yeah. that something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we know that? Wait, let me let me. She this. knows that she something. doesn't know. Everything, but she knows enough <laughs> she knows to something. know she doesn't want to know anymore. Yeah, yeah. But Chuck <clears throat> well, did spell out everything, yeah. and I feel like she knows that Jimmy would have gone to that length. Right. So I yes. think she does know what happened. She knows doesn't what she want doesn't to know. admit to knowing. Yes. She knows yes. what she doesn't. Yes. Know. Yeah. But also in the short, I mean, that's like the long. That's the long explanation. But also, he left her with a room full of the yeah, with a waiting room full of clients. That's so true. Yeah. And she had all the stuff to do for Mesa Verde as is, mm-hmm. and now she has to write all these wills. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, okay, well, I'll just take it, take it all back. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll just, uh, you know, that's 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 what we do here. And she's like, no, not gonna, that's not these how, are my we're not partners. Mm-hmm. We are separate within this building. This is um, how not partners we are. <laughs> yeah. These are my clients. Yeah, she, she said, these are my clients. Um, and she said to him at some point I have here, uh, or he said, I'm not mad, I'm just thinking about things and um, how Chuck hates me now. Or so He said something yeah. along those lines. There was ten minutes there when Chuck didn't hate me. Oh, right, yeah. I forgot what that felt like. <laughs> oh, oh, Jimmy. Yeah. It's rough. Mm-hmm. Jimmy. Um, anything on, on that chunk there? Anything else? Anything you notice color-wise? Um, I, I did notice she has a... a fe- I just kind of wrote down that she, her, her office is very dark, and it's but it's dark blue, so I think she's trying to keep on the uh, up and up. 
Later we see Jimmy's office and it's more of a reddish color. So I did find that interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's painted over that rainbow. Um, yeah. I think that too. Uh, so, Spoiler alert. Yeah. Chuck and Howard. Half the rainbow though, right? Well, then he went yeah. back to oh, the okay, okay, yeah. Uh, Chuck and Howard. Uh, we open up on uh, those two. Uh, Howard is listening to the recording. Um, and then Howard begins going through all of the reasons why this, this is doesn't funny. matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this means nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which no, we were not anticipating that at the end of last season. Yeah. No, I just assumed that was it. That, that was, was a, like, a very yeah. interesting turn. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, which is great for storytelling. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's definitely on board the, you know, I believe this about Jimmy now, but like in terms of actual being able to prove anything. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, there's clearly Chuck is still <clears throat> going to have, he still has something. That he's planning. He's yeah. like, we'll yeah. talk about it, but he's with, working with Ernesto, trying to get him to do some things. Yeah. Um, but it's such a, a confident move on the writers' parts to just have Howard just be like, "Nope, yeah, not, not, not going to hold yeah. up." Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to he's going to say it's not his voice. He's going to say yeah. that it's, the tape's been edited. Yeah. He's going to say this yeah. and this and this. And uh, all the reasons why the tape is useless. For, um, for the big cliffhanger at the end of last yeah. season. Yeah, which is funny because... <laughs> in the very first episode, <laughs> yeah. it's just I like, like nah, man, man. <laughs> move on. Yeah. Well, I remember seeing comments after that episode aired, like, pretty much, you know, all of last year, basically just going like, oh, I don't know about that cliffhanger because it wouldn't work because of A, B, mm-hmm. and C. And then Howard oh. just lays them all out in this episode. <laughs> it's like the writer's just going like, yeah, we know, yeah. you know? All right, calm down, everybody, yeah. on message boards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All uh, these legal nerds coming mm-hmm. in. So mm-hmm. he lays it all out, all the reasons why it's useless, there's nothing you can do with it, and Chuck basically says, I can think of one thing, mm-hmm. yeah. one way it's useful. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he, he starts working with Ernesto on that, but what do you, what do you, what do you got there? It's, uh, so, I mean, you know, Howard is now, you know, 100% when he was 99%. He was 99% Team Chuck, I think, maybe 1% Team Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And that I think he never really was out to get Jimmy up until now. But I think this is really going to you know tip things over. Sure. Um, and Chuck is just so goddamn smug. You know, he's so goddamn yeah. smug. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, um, I think whatever, you know, we'll, we'll get to it later on with the Ernesto stuff. But I do think that whatever Chuck is planning this season, I think it's probably more complicated than we're expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can uh, chat about it now. I mean, it's kind of, at this point, a little separate <clears throat> from the other the other things. Yeah. Um, if, really... we're, if we're speculating about what Chuck's got up his sleeve, mm-hmm. I think he's going personal at this point. Legal options are done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's going to leverage this to get between Kim and Jimmy. Yep. Just on so. a purely spiteful... I just feel well, like I mean, it's... it's he's already spite. told her, and she already suspects, so I don't think it's... I think she's going to... She would still side with Jimmy, and in the same way, her lawyer head would go the same way Howard's did, where mm-hmm. she's like, well, I... I, I like, she already knows he did something terrible, and she's mm-hmm. still okay. Like, or, you but know, like she's accepting. on the other side of the Howard Hamlin, because she's got the client now. And she's working and having a relationship with Jimmy, where she suspects 95% that, of course, he did it. But without having that 100% sure, she can have that plausible deniability that Jimmy... Might still be okay. I don't know. That's that's I my. Know. I my just I just don't feel like it's as damning to her 
using it towards her or showing her. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I really hate hated Chuck though. It's so that scene with Ernesto. I was just yeah. like, oh my god, I hate you so much. Yeah. yeah. And that scene <laughs> now, that scene happened before the Howard scene, right? Which no, 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 it happened, happened after. after. Yeah, yeah. It was towards the end of the episode. Uh, okay. It was uh, Chuck and Ernesto. Uh, Ernesto shows up with uh, supplies and batteries wrapped in foil. Which I do enjoy that. Why would batteries... Like, they're not giving off electricity, like, yeah. until you put them... Like, they power electricity, yeah. but they're not giving off <laughs> anything. An yeah. Him going, ow! Yeah. <laughs> I was like a little kid, like when they're not hurt, and they're just, oh yeah. no. Oh. And you're like, stop it. I'm sorry, Stop it. You're not hurt. The floor is love. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's great that um, Ernesto, like, he knows that it's all psychosomatic. Yeah. But just to alleviate that fake pain, he's yeah. like, all right, I'll go the extra mile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And placate him a little bit. That was adorable. Or yeah. maybe that's to avoid Chuck's verbal abuse. Which, oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. And there's that. He's always on the end little, of that. Uh, yeah. Self-preservation. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the thing about Chuck's plan, too, is, I mean, we're still debating about logically how it might all pan out, you know, but I think, you know, the, the question that I keep having is just how vindictive is he going to be? Obviously, he's out to get Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Is he out to get Kim at this point? Um, again, we were just debating whether or not that's even possible, but I think maybe is he even out to get Ernesto because Ernesto at the end of season two actually lied for Jimmy and just said, I called Jimmy when Chuck, you know, uh, collapsed at the copy shop. Mm -hmm. So how many people is he out to bring down with this? We don't even know, but he's definitely willing to use Ernesto, which is almost as bad. Yeah. But I also, I, I just, again, Ernie knew that Jimmy was up to something and still defended him. Yeah. And that's why it just this minor little thing, is that enough to push Ernesto to do something or to, or is it just to make Ernesto think that he might be charged as an accomplice in something? Is right. that what this, because I'm like, I don't think Ernesto is going to change loyalties over just, you know, three seconds of this stupid tape, yeah. you know, like when he knew something strange was up. And still defended Jimmy. It's perfectly queued up, too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, perfectly queued. I changed the numbers. <laughs> so we definitely agree it's all by design on Chuck's part for Ernesto to hear that. I don't, I don't, think, yes. it was. I don't think it was. You don't think so? Don't okay. Think so. No, I don't think it was. I think this is... Um, the, what I anticipate happening is that Ernesto, after being told you have not heard what you just heard, uh-huh. will go to Jimmy and say, Hey, Jimmy, uh, Chuck's, after, Chuck's got something on you. See, I'm I not exactly sure what it is, but he's got something on it. Nah, I think that's part of the plan. I th- I do think he right. played it on. He did it on purpose because just the way he talked to him afterward was mm-hmm. just it's, it's, it was that Chuck explaining sound yes. to his yeah. voice that mm-hmm. he was like, yes. and, and I think it's very if, rehearsed. Yeah, yeah, it was very rehearsed and very. This is what you did in here, you yeah. know, like kind of because he doesn't have that Jimmy finesse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I okay. feel like it was too. It was yeah. It was too rehearsed and he too much. He was also very like uh, mustache, uh, yeah, twiddling yeah. Uh, <laughs> at, the, at the end <laughs> of that scene. Um, little little smirks. Yeah, yeah. I, it seemed like he was. That was. This is all part of his big plan. And again, it was perfectly queued up. Like if yeah. you go back to that other scene with Howard. Um, he says like twice. That's the end of the tape. Mm-hmm. That's the end mm-hmm. of the the mm-hmm. end of the tape. So he. That's true. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, because you wanted him to stop right there. it. Yeah. yeah. Because of the electricity, mm. so yeah. I pie in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's that's got Chuck written all over it. Uh, mm-hmm. But what exactly he's going to get from it? I can see him maybe 
going to Jimmy, but then, like, I don't know what, you know, yeah, where, that, where, where that goes. Um, I going can't, to yeah, camp, I can't I don't see, see that chest move that far. Doing anything. I know Chuck's a smarter lawyer than I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's interesting is seeing... Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Simple yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just a country lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but seeing, just like last season, was it last season or the first season, where, uh, come on, Chuck, get get down in the dirt with yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, he, season, I think yeah. this season, he's he's, he's going to get yeah, down in the right. dirt with them. He's that's coming right. down to his level. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so that's going to be um, painful to watch, because he's not as good at it. No. Um, or at least the finesse-wise. Yeah. I think his... Yeah. His mind and the, he's he's got a lot of that he can do. He can play chess, but he can't finesse. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Oh man, the two yeah. the meticulous the chess <laughs> yeah. or, or the sleight of hand magician stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't uh, wait. Cool. Uh, so let's jump back uh, to Jimmy with uh, Jimmy back in his back in his element. Uh, mm-hmm. With um, one of his clients uh, and the photos, was that the woman from earlier, or was that a no? Different? I think it was a different woman, yeah, different older yeah. woman, uh, and um, her grandson's wedding. Yeah, and she wants to just keep bringing in photos, and he's just being so good about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, and he she also mentioned that they had Lily of the Valley, which was yeah. the the she was uh, rattling off uh, flowers. flowers that they had, which is the one from Breaking Bad that they said. Uh, Rock had uh, yeah, <sighs> eaten, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. a little, uh, little, yeah. okay. little tip. Little thing thrown in there. Mm-hmm. A little um, Easter egg, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and then... Spoilers, uh, of course, we should say throughout. Yeah. If you haven't seen Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad, go watch it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if you haven't seen Breaking Bad, um, the show is still enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But we're it's spoiling a lot of stuff Still on Netflix, so... Yeah, still on Netflix. Um... Cool. And then he goes out. He's he's back at the uh, the waiting room, and uh, who's next? That would be me. Yeah. I'm next. Um, and it's our military guy from last last mm-hmm. season uh, making the. Uh, I also wrote down the words military guy. <laughs> I, I military base guy. <laughs> he was an uh, Air Force corpsman. He was a Captain Smith. I think it's Smith. What is uh, it? Well, you should have been taking guy. notes. Yeah. <laughs> Military guy. Instead of just military guy. Military guy. Cool. Sam, do you mind... uh... Uh, Okay, so he kind of storms into the office with uh, Saul and um, is incredibly infuriated and says, you need to take that commercial down. You lied to me. That uh, guy, what is what was his name? Is not a fudge. Fudge. He is not fudge a lawyer. Talbot. He he didn't. Or he's not a lawyer. He's not a. He wasn't a a, a war hero. He didn't. You know that person never existed. Never, yeah. Yeah. And um, you lied to my face, and I won't let you get away with it. And uh, Jimmy's like, oh no, no, it's not a big deal. We you know we weren't there that long, and he like even just just a misunderstanding, just a misunderstanding. We yeah. we were in front of that B fifty two. He's like, no, it's, it's not, not a B fifty two. Misunderstanding. It's yeah, a B twenty nine. Fifi is a B twenty nine. So he you know like there's there's all this moments of Jimmy just thinking there's no big deal to any of these things, and it's this trickle down effect mm-hmm. of things that he kind of destroyed and didn't even realize he was doing it. So um, he kind of just kind of rattles off like legal things about he has witnesses so he can say that you let him on the base and 
and kind it'll, of it'll only look bad on you. Yeah, it'll look yeah. bad on you. And he's fighting back, saying, uh, "You know, you 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 got to take this down." And uh, Jimmy gets really frustrated and says, "Oh, you're always on your high horse, always making me feel like," and realizes that he's kind of yelling at Chuck and not yeah. yelling mm-hmm. at military guy. Yeah, and uh, military guy says the. You know, this is going to come back to you. The wheel is is going to turn. It always does, and walks out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and a perfect stand in for Chuck too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, with that kind of personality, it's mm-hmm. just all about what the right way to do things. Yeah. Uh, right way to approach everything. Deal with everybody in the correct way. Mm-hmm. Um, military guy. Military guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Corman probably is. <laughs> Thinking about, it, I think Corman is not an Air Force. That's he's an oh. Airman. Um, you know, it's funny when we watch, like, these anti-hero dramas that we all love so much yeah. of the mid to early to late 2000s. Um, anytime, like, a normie-type person, like, a just a regular middle-of-the-road, I, I try to do the right thing every day, comes in yeah. and, like, says... You're doing it wrong to the hero of the like the anti- the protagonist of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always funny to me that like that guy is totally right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I'm I'm rooting for Jimmy, but that guy is right. Yeah, hundred percent. Military yeah. guy is a hundred percent right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and so is of course Chuck through yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of this show. Um, and now we're just kind of seeing him slowly decline. Mm-hmm. Um, and Skyler was right. Of course, yeah. Yeah. so much. Yeah, Well, I was just about to say too. It's just like whenever you see a show or movie that's about like con artists and you know con jobs and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. like they always play that beat that Jimmy has right uh, towards the end of that conversation where he's just like, "All right, cool." Like you call your. Uh, they they called, calls bluff. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I'll tell everyone how you let me on the base and rolled out yeah. the red carpet and all that kind of stuff. And it's all going to come back on you, right? And usually that's the end of the scene. And the corpsman or whoever just wanders away. And just like, oh, he's right. He's got me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I can't, you know, I can't expose him because I expose. But like that's not where they end it at all. You know, and I just thought that was, I, I thought that was such an interesting choice. I love it. Any other takeaways from that, uh, that one there? The guy's so earnest. I love, yeah. I love the way he stands up. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. He's holding his hat. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll move on then to uh, Kim and Paige. Kim Mesa and Verde Paige. Paige. Mm. Yep. Um, and Paige is complaining about Chuck. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, first talking a little, uh, little business, biz chit chat, um, and how Kim was able to do some some things that are going to make um, mm-hmm. what's his face. Uh, Kevin. Kevin. Mr. Mesa Verde. Yeah. Kevin, uh, Kevin Mesa Verde. <laughs> Kevin Mesa Verde. <laughs> I thought it was Paige Mesa and Kevin Verde. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kevin not appearing in this episode. Going to make uh, him very happy. Um, and then she's talking about Chuck, complaining about Chuck and how condescending he was and um, saying that she was muddying the waters. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. Which is exactly what he said. Yeah. yeah. So condescending. Yeah. Uh, what was the, I said, the context of why he said oh, that? Oh, that, that was when he was arguing with her on what the address for the bank was. Yeah. Where she was telling her she was wrong in the address of her own bank. And oh, then said, right. stop saying these things because you're muddying the waters. Yeah. And he like totally talked down to her Like where it was just yeah. a point where just if it was like, just a clerical mistake... They might have been able to be okay, but talking to someone like that is yeah, never yeah. good. They don't want yeah. you to work yeah. with them. And then Kevin's anybody. like, I know where my own damn bank is. Yeah. <laughs> and then she um, also, Paige in this 
this interaction said guys like that always uh want to say it's someone else's fault yeah which uh i thought was interesting which mm-hmm. he that is the type of person he is but like kim kind of gave a look going knowing that it, it was, was someone it else's was fault fact, yeah. Yeah. someone else's fault yeah mm-hmm. um so then we're back uh at the well that ended kind of oh, yeah. ominously though yeah that ended it, she Gave her all the paperwork. She and Paige go. I'm really, really excited. Thank yes. you so much. And yeah. then Kim goes. No, wait. You know what? I want to. I want to look Let's over the paperwork one more time. Give it back. I'll give it back to you tomorrow. And Paige seems a little thrown off mm-hmm. by yeah. this. Also, in this scene, um, a lot of times when Kim interacts with Paige, she would usually kind of mimic her look and her wardrobe. And mm. in this one, she didn't. Like Paige was wearing a more flowy outfit. Kim was wearing a uh, like a. A pencil dress, and it was a very light blue, which Kim doesn't normally wear. It was a very like uh, him lindigo blue, mm-hmm. and usually she does navy. So I thought that was an interesting uh, sort of difference in her normal interactions. Mm. I don't know what it means. What it means, I don't. I don't know if I know. I don't. Know. It's got to mean something. But it does. It's, it's just strange because she's. I don't think she's ever worn yeah. that bright color before. So I'm not sure exactly what. That uh, and what are the the colors? Of the Kansas City Royals, blue and white. Yes. Ah, uh, there you go. Dark blue. What about the Tennessee Royals? Deals. The Tennessee Royals. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be thinking of That's the, the Tennessee Diamond Jacks <laughs> of the minor league. Um, um, I just wanted to say one thing. Yeah. The, uh, uh, the Paige and Kim scene. Um, this is something I was noticing a lot throughout this episode, and I think it's just kind of a just kind of a TV show kind of thing, but also a mark on how good this show is. I mm-hmm. think. Um, I don't know if any of you guys have, you know, if you guys ever get this feeling, maybe it's just this weird thing and this weird, weird way I watch TV, but, like, I'm always conscious of, like, the realities of, like, a TV show where, like, it's coming back after, like, a hiatus or, or whatever. So you have, as if you're picking up from a cliffhanger, you always have these scenes that take place right after it happened, mm-hmm. but there's always something kind of fuzzy and indistinct in the way they're referencing the past because they, the truth of the matter is they didn't film it right after. They filmed it several months, yeah. maybe even as much as a year after, and so there are all these, like, vague references or maybe conspicuously absent references but like they you know for the most part if it's a solid show it'll pick up you know it, it'll pick up like the major threads basically but like there's always this kind of slight disconnect and I, I think the best way to illustrate that or not illustrate that is the scene with Paige where Kim and them are talking and like Paige literally you know parrots uh, Chuck's line that he said to her where he said muddying the waters because that's exactly what he said to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also mentioned the fact that they got their uh, new court date to actually get the revised, you know, um, you know, uh, building documents, mm-hmm. um, you know, prepared and uh, whatever. I don't know lawyer talk. Um, she came in. Um, get all that. She got their court date moved up, which was actually a big bone of contention when they kind of, uh, you know, yeah. got out of court and everything. And, like, it's all these, like, little details that would be exactly be on someone's mind if this was happening right after. Yeah. But whenever a TV show when they're starting a new season, sometimes they're not quite on the characters' minds because, like, you just get that bleed-through of, like, the writers having forgotten certain details about last season. They remember the major stuff, but they don't remember the minor stuff. Yeah. And what I love about the show is they remember everything. They make everything yeah. pay off right down to the airman showing up again, which mm-hmm. you didn't think he would, but he does because yeah. this is only a couple days later, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, Fudge Talbot. Fudge <laughs> Talbot, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, then we're back at the... Um, law office mm-hmm. the still under renovating renovation law office of uh, Wexler and McGill 
and uh, Jimmy's painting over over the rainbow. Wow, Wexler, comma. Oh, and also McGill. Yeah. <laughs> separate. Yeah. 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 Two separate yeah. things. Uh, and Kim is just going over these documents yeah. uh, and just going back and forth between, I think it was a semicolon, a period, and a dash dash. A dash, yeah. dash what is the dash dash called? Uh, there's a name for it. I'm not... Double dash? Um, oh, I like double it, dash. Oh. <laughs> double dash is as good a name as it. I don't think it's the official name. And the irony is it's actually something I use a lot in work emails. So you'd think mm-hmm. I would actually go on to learn the... Mid to have the trouble learning the name of it, but it's like an EM dash or something. M dash. M dash. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I like double dash. I like I double, like double dash, dash better. Yeah. Uh, so she's going back and forth for a while. A while. A while. And it's uh, just this, this single sentence, yeah, or you yeah. know, these this mm-hmm. one spot where yeah. she can't let it go. Yeah. <laughs> How many other okay. I get it, man. I get it. How many <laughs> other shows would you like a character yeah. agonizing or punctuation <laughs> that was like yeah. a great character beat? You know? uh, and the way that it was was filmed. Just so great, like such yeah. a close up and getting yeah. closer yeah. on on the uh, so close that you're that is almost filling. Yeah, just that three words are filling the entire screen pretty much, um, uh, and going back and forth between Jimmy, kind of, uh, hey, we getting out of here? We're gonna go uh, do whatever. Um, I'm finished up painting here. I'm uh, done when you're done. Yeah, I'm done when you're done. When you're done, you're not gonna paint the other half of the yeah. of the rainbow. No, when I'm done, uh, when you're done, I'm done. Um, and she says something along the lines of the some of the. Clients liked liked the rainbow, right? Mm-hmm. Something yeah. like that. Um, <laughs> you said uh, they're gonna love what I have played. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, should I be worried? No, don't be worried. Um, and then they are about to leave. She gets the printouts, looks at it, and then goes back, right back to slaving over the uh, double dash, the semicolon, and the period. Um, she says she'll be out in a minute. Jimmy knows better apparently because he pops, pops up and the paint again, yeah. pain again, uh, cans of paint again, um, and goes back to back to work. Uh, what do you got? Um, any thoughts? I think it's uh, well, Kim is now. I think because she knows she didn't get this job because of her, she's now doubting herself sure, and yeah. now is questioning everything she does. And maybe that's yeah. why she's doing the light blue because I think she's. She's drifting away from what she thought, who she thought she was, and yeah. what she thought she could do. And now she's worried that her instincts are not the right thing. I buy that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm yeah. on board. That'll be my, my light blue theory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that is Jimmy, Kim, Chuck, um, all that 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 whole storyline there. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything on that before we move over to uh, bits with Mike? Bits with Mike. <laughs> no. Nah? All right. So. I don't think so. Yeah. And bits with Mike is not just me telling uh, one-liners. Um, <laughs> or is it? <laughs> it could be two um, things. Yeah. So we go to Mike Erman. We have a show, a show coming up now. Um, bits with Mike. I do have a show, which we'll talk about no. in a little while. <laughs> um, but uh, Mike Erman Trout, Philly cop. Mm. Former Philly cop, Mike Mm -hmm. Uh Again, we pick up right where we left off. Aside from the fact that they added some really dumb music... Like the yeah. last, the I that we had this conversation. I I think when we sh- we recorded last year, and then uh, 
a couple weeks ago um, about how great the sound was in that last scene. And then this one, when we come back to it, it's this weird, dumb, it almost sounds like a remix of a Breaking Bad theme song. And I'm just like, what is this? No, 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 don't do this. This scene was so perfect. You're ruining it for me. But yeah, Uh I wrote down dumb Um, music. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, these metal drums. (laughs) Come on. I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't seem to fit in. This has been bits with Mike. Um, I call this track Goofing Around in the Desert. Uh, so, yeah, we pick up right where we left off with some added, uh, added music. Um, with, with Don't. And Mike is freaking yeah. freaking yeah. the F out. Yeah. Uh, and he just hops in his like car. Like you do. Like you do. Sure. Like you do when you're in that scenario. When yeah. you're about to assassinate somebody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then someone and, knows you were there. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, he just gets in the car, drives as fast as he can, a certain distance. I don't know exactly how, how far a he... A safe distance. A safe distance. I buy that. Um, and then he gets out and he proceeds to check... Check the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, check, check everywhere. Check everywhere until he checks everywhere again in different <laughs> ways and then everywhere again. Um, so he checks the car. He goes to uh, 5Js. Is 5Js, I feel like, was that something? I don't <clears throat> think it is. Yeah. Uh, we were hoping yeah. it was going to yeah. be a... it, Well, there's two junkyards yeah. in Breaking Bad. The one that was like Badger's Cousins mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the other one was the one where the, like the Winnebago got destroyed and the magnets uh, situation. Yeah, that's right, okay. But none of the like none of those characters. The characters didn't mm-hmm. pop yeah. back up. So yeah. we were waiting for it but then it never happened. So I don't know if the name of it was the same and maybe yeah. the characters are different but... Who was the guy uh, that ran the ran the junkyard in Breaking Bad? Um, where when Hank was about the Winnebago. That was the guy who uh, he auditioned for Kramer um, <laughs> yeah. in Seinfeld. Yeah. Why would I steal guy. the? Oh, steal yeah. yeah, why would yeah. I steal the raisins? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so I was waiting for him to show up. Yeah, he did yeah. not show I would, up. I would love to see him. I thought that's yeah. what was if, he's, if he's still around. Um, yeah, that would be that would be fantastic. Um, why would I why would I take the raisins? It's <laughs> <laughs> just that they were there, and then they weren't there. Um, and then we have a montage of him because he takes it to the the junkyard, puts it up on a, a forklift um, or a car lift. It's a forklift. It was a forklift. Yeah, uh, and then he. <clears throat> It's a montage of him just going through taking, many different ways yeah. of just yeah. taking this whole thing yeah. Yeah. apart. It's a very uh, 70s movie, honestly. Mm. Like, 70s cop movie, like, the way they're doing it. Mm. Yeah. Very and it's another montage. Yeah. It's great it's montage. Several yeah. 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 Several yeah. hours. Yeah. 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 I don't know how the home improvement theme fit in. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, it was pretty good. Um, and uh, he's told that they're going to be closing. Uh in 15 minutes, uh, he just asked the guy to call him a cab. Um, what about the what? What about your your vehicle? Keep, Keep it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it. Um, so he's sitting in there waiting for his uh, his cab. And the thing that surprised me about that is that he gave his real name. Yeah, yeah, that is not true. Yeah. Hmm. He also uh, there was an eagle sticker. There was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
What was it? And Eagles. There's, uh, a, there's a couple of Eagles stickers. Eagle a lot of stickers. Packers like, stuff, too. Oh, like Philadelphia. Yeah. Eagles. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's, and there's a bunch of crap. And a terrorist <laughs> uh, hunting license as well. Yeah. One of those those dumb stickers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, you know, the Eagles. It's on brain. Yeah, it totally is. Uh, so he's sitting there, and he's kind of just looking around, uh, and he sees that they sell gas tank caps. Mm-hmm. Gas caps? Yeah. I don't drive. <laughs> Gas caps? Yes, gas, gas caps. caps. Yeah. Um, and uh, he asks if they sell gas caps for a particular model, of, you know, his model, yeah. that model of car. Uh, yeah, we do, sure. Uh, so he goes back and he finds that cap uh, in that mess. And uh, sure enough, there's a, there's a little GPS mm-hmm. tracker, yeah. tracker in there. Oh, I also wrote down, I wrote down gas cap, and then I wrote down Gus cap. <laughs> and then I laughed and oh told Brian, like, Gus cap, get it? Uh, <laughs> what was the title of this episode? Mabel. Mabel, okay. I'll have to think, maybe we'll call it Gusoline, or Gus cap. Because I was given different, mm-hmm. different names. Um, cool. So, then he goes back, if he, he finds that, he goes to his house, to his car, and he finds that that car also has gets a tracker. Has, yeah. a, has a tracker, um, and uh, I have. Oh, he puts it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he writes down the exact model right. number. Yeah, and then he goes out and he. And that was a real cool shot mm-hmm. through like the magnifying yeah. glass thing, yeah. and there's like the reflection. So. Uh, my grandfather always had one of those big magnifying things on his desk, like on the, <laughs> yeah. like it had a light. He used to look at stuff. It's probably still has a bench. He's not dead. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he goes out to the. Well, he goes to work, and then he goes. He's to, at the garage. Yeah, yeah. He goes and takes his gas cap out, leaves it mm-hmm. at the garage at work. And then goes to his meeting point with the vet. Yeah. So that he kind of, what Gus Fring did to Hank, he is doing to, uh, presumably, Gus Fring uh, by tricking him to think that he's staying in one place. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, And this speaks to a little bit what you were talking about, uh, Mike, Michael, is the way that the show drops little things in to kind of remind you who characters are that maybe aren't around a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like with uh, with some Breaking Bad characters that might pop up, they don't necessarily explain a lot. But with people that are integral to, um, like that are kind of born within this world, they do an awesome job of reminding you who those people are. Mm-hmm. Um, people that might not do a podcast every every week about it. So <laughs> with the with the vet, the one thing I'm talking about in particular is when he asks, like, how's the puppy? And I'm like, oh, that's a vet. Yeah, yeah that's right. Because um, I don't know if I was watching a year later, uh, if I would remember exactly yeah. uh, who those people are. Especially because you're not seeing him in his environment or in his, like, uniform mm-hmm. yeah. of wearing a, a lab coat. It's like, you know, seeing somebody... Outside of work, when they usually wear a certain outfit, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you wear real clothes." It's weird. <laughs> so it serves yeah. <laughs> uh, the 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 audience purpose, but also like story wise. Yeah, like mm-hmm. this guy is going through yeah. some shady shit. Yeah, uh, and then but just he still cares. He, yeah, yeah. yeah. he actually yeah. does can care yeah. about animals. Uh, <laughs> so it's just a, a real neat balancing of these mm-hmm. of these yeah. things that's going on. 
Um, I like that. Yeah, I mean, like, like you guys just said, I like that detail too, where it's just like he's a vet, but he has this whole like underground yeah. thing on the yeah. side. But he's still, a vet, he's still you know, a vet. yeah, I like, I like that. You know, like, yeah, he's not um, a bad person. He does a early job. You know, <laughs> it's win win for him. Yeah. Cool. Uh, with the last bits, do you want to take us home? Um, oh, should we say that? Okay. Well, while he met with the vet, he asked for something. Um, like just wrote it down and then uh, the vet says he'll get it for him for a thousand bucks so at the uh, well he'll get it for him at a cost oh at a cost plus his his, his fee his, fee, uh, his we, end of it yeah middle so, of the night call middle of the night uh, call yeah. 500 middle of the night yeah, call uh, thousand bucks thousand grand. so he gets uh, the thing with, that he was asking for which is a another little GPS thing and a tracker to track said GPS yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and so he takes out the old GPS thing from his car, puts in the new GPS thing. Uh, uses well, first he tested uh, he tested to see how long and what would happen if he took the battery out of the new one uh, on watching the screen that the guy who... Oh, right, right, yeah. Gus, presumably, would have. Mm-hmm. And it took a couple seconds, and then it gave like a low battery, then battery dead. Yeah. So he uh, kind of took the, the GPS out of his car that Gus, we presume, had put there and uh, hooks it up to a little radio so the battery drains faster. Mm-hmm. And uh, has it kind of, he, when the radio turned off, I think that's when he knew that the battery had died. It drained fast, but not suddenly. Yeah. That yeah. would be suspicious. And then he could, he could keep track of when exactly it died because the, ba- the radio goes off. And uh, so brilliant. He, mm-hmm. he gets a uh, bag of pistachios, opens his front window, and just sits back and waits for somebody to show up. He is not young. No. So he did, he I don't, I don't understand like I don't know that I'd be able to do that. I would to just be able to, to eat that many pistachios. That's yeah. a lot of pistachios. Um, no, I'll fall asleep right now. There's been multiple episodes now where he has been up all night. So yeah, now, um, it's wearing on him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, in fact, he looks older now than he did <laughs> several years later in Breaking Bad. Yeah. He must, he, he must have started getting rest after this. I kind of hope so. Yeah. Or started going to spas regularly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's sitting there watching out the window, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it seemed like he was about to kind of give up yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it looked like he was about to fall sudden, asleep. And we yeah. see the pistachio shell bowl was yeah. full, oh, so yeah. the passage of time. Yeah. And uh, yeah. tricks. And then a car pulls up. Someone gets out, takes the gas cap, and drives it. off. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone in the passenger side, I think, got out, right? Yeah, look like the passenger. So somebody side. was. Uh, somebody Someone else was, was driving. In. Somebody else was in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think it would be Gus driving. Probably not. No. Uh, I was also thinking it might be, and I can't remember his. You name. haven't gotten your license yet. <laughs> I, need, I need to go on a job. Uh, the, um, the guy who uh, got killed by the box cutter. I feel like we might see him again from Breaking Bad. And again, spoiler alerts, if you haven't watched Breaking Bad. If you haven't watched Breaking Bad, uh, his first henchman uh, gets his throat slit. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert. Um, Yeah, like... And that's how we... uh, Oh, they drive off and like... Bing, bing. We we kind of see how that... And then we're cut out. I was fully expecting us to go through this montage... All of this was happening, and then he's he's got everything set up, and then we hear like, bing, bong, and, and it's just Gus there. Oh, at the yeah. um, 
just because he he is usually like one step ahead of, yeah. and he's mm-hmm. still very he's still very well could be, um, but he was always so much ahead of what was what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just expected him to just be like, and another writing mm-hmm. move. Would you uh, like to, to just, talk to me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we should talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. pollos, um, pollos. What does what does that mean? Um, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, that's Mabel. Mm-hmm. Mabel. So I says the Mabel. I says um, yeah, the plotting of the uh, the Mike part was very deliberate. Yes, um, and it's funny you mentioned like seventies cop movies because I I was thinking like it definitely has a very like Popeye Doyle or like the conversation. Connection. Yep, it, these yeah. are exactly two movies. Mm-hmm. I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on Mike? Uh, I'm rooting for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he's he's, uh, he's at least right now, it, I, we think, is ahead of ahead of them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we think. Yeah. We think. We think. Um, so that's that's neat. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I'm kind of glad that they didn't. As much as I just said, I'm kind of glad that Gus wasn't in this. Yeah. 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 Not right yeah. away. Yeah. Not right away. Yeah. Um, maybe get through some mini bosses or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then get to uh, Bowser. Well, <laughs> it's funny. Like um, I was reading so much stuff in anticipation of the premiere and whatever, and um, I read um, what was it? I think the, the AV Club's review of um, basically the you know, mm-hmm. the season three preview review, and like they've been very positive up the show, and they still were, but they were just like, "Will Gus Fring, you know, like will his shadow, like you know, fall over Better Call Saul? Will he?" tip the balance of the show basically by being all Gus Spring. And then you watch this episode and you're just like, he's not even in it. Like, yeah. what are you guys talking about? You know? So, the looming yeah. specter of yeah. Gus Spring. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was season, the bigger one was like season four, right? Yeah. With Breaking Bad. Yeah. So many great season fours of television shows in general. <laughs> sure. Like The Wire, hmm? um, Dexter, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, of Which course. Which one was, was the Dexter? Was that the I one? I was the John Lithgow one. Right? Okay. Yeah. We stopped, stopped watching it at, at the end of that season. I was yeah. told to pretend like that's, that's where it's... Yeah. That's, that's, that's the one to stop at. Yeah. Uh, you two have great uh, exit, yeah. exit timing. Yes. yes. <laughs> should, we show, probably should have left Walking Dead uh, maybe a season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, any thoughts looking... Any other thoughts looking forward? So next week? Well, I want... I, I, Nobody watched the preview? Did anybody watch the preview? We watched the preview. We did. I did. It I did wasn't not. too... I don't remember if it was too, too discreet or too much given away. I mean, it wasn't... I like, wanted to talk to It wasn't a mad man. I actually thought it was pretty much there, actually. Yeah. Because, like the mad men thing? Yeah, I thought yeah because correctly, there was a lot of there was nothing. A lot, yeah, there was a lot of... So much so that, like, there's one bit... This is definitely not a spoiler. That's the point. <laughs> there was one bit in that ad where, like, they actually cut to Kim and she just gives, like, an exasperated sigh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <sighs> That's why I was, yeah, I was getting a little more yeah. of the Bad Man vibe because I was just like, I didn't learn anything <laughs> like, what was that? from that. Yeah, the only reason I say it wasn't as Mad Men as it could be is because they definitely showed Gus in it. They did. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought that was a clip from Breaking Bad, though. I think it... Actually, honestly, I think it might be a clip from... <laughs> The commercial that they made, oh, like he okay. might be seeing a commercial on TV oh, okay. for Poyos Hermanos. Uh, okay. I have an unrelated um, shout out because uh, you guys mentioned Mad Men, which made me think of this Pepsi thing that was that's been going on. Uh-huh. 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 And uh, I believe it was Tim Butterly, Philly uh, Philly comedian, uh, tweeted that uh, we should file this Pepsi ad campaign. Under Pete Campbell ideas yeah. <laughs> for the Mad Men reboot. <laughs> 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 
that's so perfect. Uh, so good. Uh, cool. So that is that's the episode. Uh, hang out, people, for some for some plugs. Michael, what do you got coming up? Um, I have movie reviews coming up at watercooler.com, mm-hmm. which I write for regularly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much what I got in uh, the, all the feathers in my cap right now. But, you know. Great. Yeah. Uh, April 20th, Secret Pants will be in Philly Sketch Fest at uh, the Adrian Theater in the Playground uh, area. And that's at 8.30 p.m. Yeah. And in addition to that show, there's going to be four full days of live sketch festing and one day of a film fest. And my other group, Swedish, will be playing on the final day, April 23rd, at Underground Arts on Callow Hill Avenue in Philadelphia. Cool. 830. Uh, you can find details on all of those shows uh, on watercooler.com. Just go to the events calendar. Uh, all the Philly Sketch Fest uh, shows are now listed there uh, with all full details and a pretty great poster. Uh, by, uh, I think it was Libby. Libby. Libby yeah. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. Rindell. Um, so, uh, so check that out at watercore.com for information about the shows, uh, as well as classes, uh, through the Philly Improv Theater, Fit Comedy, uh, where, uh, where I teach and many of us, uh, uh, perform. Uh, we do classes in improv, sketch, stand-up, and acting now as well. Uh, and also as far as performing, because I do that once in a while now too, I have a show called... The Seltzer Hour, uh, which is a Monday night, 9 p.m., uh, cool, refreshing improv comedy with, uh, with Mike Marbeck and friends. Can we say uh, sparkling? Sparkling, yes. Uh, last night was the, the first one, and then it will be uh, every Monday for the for at least the next month and a half to two months or so uh, at FIT in Philadelphia. Uh, so check that out. Uh, and also, if you are a Game of Thrones fan, check out Stark Raven Mad, a Game of Thrones podcast. You can find that on watercore.com. We'll be doing a few episodes leading up to the July 16th premiere of Season 7. Yikes. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you all. Uh, and thank everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.